Blog Talk Radio. Today, we have a great, great show planned. I've got a wonderful guest, and we're talking about one of my most favorite topics, metaphysics. Most of you know, you guys have been hanging out with me since 2008, that uh, I was the personal assistant to KRS-One, and that was my segue into metaphysical living and metaphysical Life and uh, I ended up becoming a member of Hillside Chapel and Truth Center in Atlanta before I moved back to New York. And it was the, one of the most, if not, not one of the most eye opening and enlightening experiences um, of my entire life, more so than even giving birth to my children. You know, when you start to walk in a different space, um, you realize that things are not always what they seem and things are not always what you thought they were and the things that you thought they were are not really what they are. Um, But it wasn't until I started my own self-study and we have a wonderful guest, Reverend Dio is joining us and she's going to talk all about what she and her husband have done. She's been homeless. She's now not. Now they have this amazing organization where they help people. So this is really going to be some um, some good stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to speak with her. She and I have been kind of talking behind the scenes, chit-chatting via email for well over a month now. So I'm so happy that the stars aligned and the moment came together where she could be a guest on the show. So this is super, super exciting for me. So I suggest that you um, log in if you have any questions. The chat room is now open, so feel free to chat with me. So if you want to do some questions, you can just log right on. You can go to Side Brown Show, click the Listen Live button. It'll take you right to to the show. And if you want to chat, just click the chat button. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Side Brown as well as on Facebook, Sky Brown Show. So I look forward to chatting with all of you. Leave your thoughts about the show on the message board. You can go right to Sky Brown Show and click the link for the message board. I do read them, (laughs) and sometimes I respond at 3 o'clock in the morning, but I do read them. So I just wanted to share and give a big shout-out to Benga. Today's show is brought to you by Night of Gospel Last. It's taking place in Brooklyn this weekend, so Benga is a dear friend of mine, so I'm so excited that uh, we're promoting his event, Night of Gospel Last, in Brooklyn. So right after this message, I'm going to bring Reverend Daya in, and we'll get right into today's show. GCEN presents live in NYC. This is an awesome job. This is an awesome vision. I'm here and I'm having a great time. GCEN is a great event. The fourth annual ethical stand-up. Inspirational. Edifying. Life-changing. Night of Gospel Laughs. Featuring comedian Akin Tunde, comedian Chris Williams, comedian Glory, comedian Big G, 
comedian JFK, Femi the Entertainer, music by B-O-U-Q-U-I, DJ Dino's, and Ellie Fola 111. Why can't we have light of the world? Why can't we glorify God? Why can't we use the gift that God has given unto us? It's happening live Saturday, August 24th at the 4th Annual Night of Gospel Labs. That's Saturday, August 24th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Taking place at Cumble Theater at LIU Brooklyn Campus on Flatbush Avenue between DeKalb Avenue and Willoughby Street. For early bird tickets, hurry and visit now. www.nightofgospellabs.com Or you can call now, 917-826-3566. Inspirational, edifying, and clean. NOGL guarantees you will laugh off your challenges. This event is awesome. Just the young people and old people mix together and just holy laugh money. Hey, Reverend Zaya, are you there? Yes, I sure am. Hi, hi, Sai. I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with me for about a half an hour. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, my joy, my honor. It really is. Thank you. This is beautiful. Well, I shared, I mean, you sent me over an amazing bio, and there's so many aspects that I would like to illuminate for my listeners, but I want to start with um, the Dual and Healing Sanctuary. Um, tell my listeners a little bit about how you're known as the Doctor of Thought, and I want to talk about this healing sanctuary that you and your husband own. We have uh, the Brown Center for Success and Wellness, um, mm-hmm. Here in New Jersey, and so I'm wondering if they're pretty, pretty similar. But I, I'm just so excited to meet other workers in the field. So talk to my listeners about who you are and what you do at your center. Sure. I um, I first opened up to the avenue of and didn't know it, the avenue of the Dual Healing Sanctuary, by being open to universal gifts every morning. I would open myself up to the greatest healing powers. Uh, in the universe and of the universe uh, as I woke up in the mornings. And more and more universal truths were presented to me, shown to me, made available to me to use in my life. Um, I didn't, we didn't open the center up until maybe 10, 10 years after this started happening for me, opening up to the greatest healing powers, I'm saying. And I remember at one of the um, events that we had and workshops we had on healing, it was a whole light fusion event that we had, and one of the students hung back, and she was just in awe about things that were opening up for her. And she said, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. She said, and with all seriousness, she said, what would you say is, the one thing that we as humans need to learn on on planet Earth. So I told her that we need to realize that the power of thought is our greatest gift given to us, our word, because that's what makes everything manifest for us, the gift of our word, the gift of our thought. And, you know, there are other gifts that we have. There are mansions, uh, rooms full of gifts, we've gotten from the universe, but in my opinion, that's one of the highest gifts that we've been given, to see and to feel and to manifest everything just as Christ did with our um, faith, our mind, consciousness. So 
uh, it started from then being known as the Doctor of Thought. Well, and um, I, go ahead. No, I was going to say I have realized I'm now in my early forties mm-hmm. how powerful our thoughts really, really are, and the mm-hmm. more I've come into the understanding of what we think truly is what happens to us, not only has it frightened me half to death when this first started, when I first, when my awareness was first there, but then Mm -hmm. it was like, wow, I really do have control over my life, and it starts with my thoughts. So that was a nice place to be. (laughs) I'll say. (laughs) I'll say because that's where you know you have your power that you've been wondering uh, about not having. That's really when mm-hmm. you, you get, you know, you are there when you um, allow yourself to realize the power you have been given and that you can. One of the one of the uh, things or premises is that if you don't, if you're not in control of your thoughts and choosing, then uh, you're living by default. You know, you're allowing yeah. things to happen. And you... Um, you know, you're a prime example of having the thought, being the thought, and living it at the same time because it all happens at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where you are. That's why you are where you are in being able to help people through the different foundations that you're you're heading and working with. So you're a very good example of, of what, you know, our today's um, message is about. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. But let me tell you, it was not easy. <laughs> it was definitely not easy. It was a, it, it was a, a lot of trial and error. And as I shared at the top of the show, I um, became a member of this church um, called Hillside Chapel Truth Center in Atlanta. And people asked me at the time if it was a cult. And I'm like, mm-hmm. a cult? No, I don't think so. Not, I mean, they have Bible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I mean, and I'm saying this, you know, in a very lighthearted way, so listeners don't don't chop me down. Um, but that's the place that I was at. I was like, okay, they have a Bible, they pray, they sing the Lord's. Okay, let me start here. But mm-hmm. it was through these these traditions, through these teachings that were not necessarily in alignment with God being outside, up in heaven somewhere. Mm-hmm. That God is inside of you. And I remember, I've, I've documented in my book several times that I've had very serious bouts of mental illness and where I thought I wanted to take my life. And I was having one of those low, low moments many years ago. And I remember writing in my first book, From Hip Hop to Heaven, mm-hmm. that I was too afraid to get out of bed because I thought I was going to piss God off. Because oh I was, but it, wow. But this is... This is what yeah. happens, you know, yeah. with, with with the training, quote-unquote training that we're taught sometimes about life, I literally would not get out of bed because in my head I was like, okay, if I don't get out of bed, I won't make God mad because I won't sin and I won't make mistakes and then I'll still be able to go to heaven. Because you get this rammed down your throat that God is up there passing judgment, pointing his finger, you better not sin, you better not wear a short skirt, you better not curse. You better, like, and I'm like, okay, look, I just can't get out of bed because I'm trying to get to heaven. And it wasn't until I started studying 
more and outside of traditional religious teachings, I guess that's the best way and safest way to put it, then I realize God is not even up there in heaven somewhere. Like God is in me, through me, all around me. And it just made life so much easier to live. So, I mean, I just, I'm hoping that what you share today helps my listeners understand that, not just coming from me, but here's somebody else who kind of feels the same way. Yes, uh, I, I'd like to ask. Maybe, maybe they don't know. I don't know. Um, did someone give you, or did you find the uh, the book that you're referring to, or how did that come about for you in order to go forward to get out of bed? Um, to be really candid, uh, my son <laughs> came home from school one day because I really did not get out of bed. My husband traveled a lot for work. So sadly enough, he didn't know that once I put the children on the school bus in the morning that I was getting back in bed. As long as when he came home, I seemed functional, he didn't even know. And uh, one day my son came home from school. He was probably about seven, you know, like second grade. And he asked me, why am I in the bed? And mommy, it's sunny. Can we go outside? And he started jumping in the bed. And I just realized, you know, I have to live because I've got this cute, adorable chocolate face staring at me. Um, So I I can't just, like, give up on life. And it it was, I will say, it was more than 10 years ago, but not much more than 10 years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like when I was in my 20s. This this was a serious issue as an adult that that I was going through. And so even when I started this show five years ago, a big part of it was helping people understand, helping people rethink or reevaluate or reexamine every single thing that we've been told in life. And if yeah. you reevaluate it and it still yeah. holds true, rock on with it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. globalization, technology, the economy, values, how you go to work, you know, people no longer get up and go to work. People work in their bedroom in their pajamas. Like we really need to reevaluate and reexamine every aspect of our lives, and spirituality is a big one. Yes, it is. It's, it's top on the line, in my opinion. Um, people get locked on this, what I, what we call um, three-dimensional plane, materiality stuff, um, materialistic stuff, political stuff. That's fine and good. But if you're not happy and if you're not growing and if you're not, your happiness isn't, radiating out to others to show them that they too can be happy wherever they are and whatever they're doing, then um, you do. You you really need to reevaluate where you are and why you're there and what you're doing. So um, our center helps people to become unstuck in their way of thinking so that, you know, they know, people know all around the world know that there has to be a better way than what they're experiencing now in their lives. And some people are already there. Some people are moving there towards that, knowing that things have to be a better uh, way or have to be in a better alignment with them. And so they're working towards it. And then shows like yours, shows like mine, shows like the Inez Bracey show, you know, they're uh, we're helping people to see that there is a better way and how to get to that better place within themselves. And we have um, 
we, we just have a, an obligation, I call it, a spiritual obligation to um, help people because we've been helped along the way to see things in a different way, a better way, so that we can be productive in, in, a, in a spiritual way and um, a glorious, honorable way because it is an honor to be able to help someone else up the ladder in, and not feel like, uh, and not have them feel like people are pushing against them from moving ahead, getting ahead, moving ahead. So I agree. I'm very grateful that this opportunity, of, as, as far as being a healing sanctuary, is, has been opened up to us. And so, um, you know, when I first started, when Chris and I first started the center, it was um, a center for Reiki healing, teaching people how to heal themselves, having classes that showed people that they can heal themselves physically, spiritually, emotionally, and then it just branched off to more and more um, alternative methods of healing had been brought to me and my understanding so that I could teach those as well. And if I didn't teach it, I was offering it as a, a healing basis for our work. And then that branched off into workshops because people wanted to know more and more and more and more. And that's what we've been doing. I love it. I I am so inspired because this was new for me. This, I mean, it still is. You know, you're meeting people on this journey every single day, um, mm-hmm. but it's still new to a lot of people. Do you find people are questioning and exploring more? Because it's easy to preach to believers, people that already subscribe to your to the to your thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But do you find that more and more people are like, wow, and, and, and coming to you as opposed to other places they may go? I Yes, I would say um, they're more open. They, they're more open, and yet they're kind of like in the middle. They're, they believe that it's possible to be healed or helped in some way spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. They believe it, and then some believe it so much so that they're willing to experience being taken up and out of an unstuck place in their mind, in their consciousness. So mm-hmm. I see both. Mm-hmm. Now, but, I believe I read in your bio, were you, did you talk about dimensions somewhere? Uh, in in my Super Vitamins book, yes, I do. Definitely. Can you talk mm-hmm. to me a little bit about what you meant by dimensions? Sure. Um, there are, well, we're, we're living in the third dimensional plane. There is a fourth and a fifth, et cetera. Uh, I have been in touch, I'll put it, with uh, beings, uh, ascendant masters, and put it that way, mm-hmm. holy beings from the fifth and sixth dimensions. And when you, like I did, when I opened myself up to the greatest healing powers of the universe, it wasn't just from this third plane that we see, feel, and touch. It's from It was from, the help came from other dimensions. And mm-hmm. when I say that, I mean other levels of consciousness, other levels of awareness when... When you you know when you're a five year old, you have a different awareness of mm-hmm. reality than when you're twelve and when you're eighteen and moving on up. So that's how it is with the different realms that we live in, not knowing that we live in different realms, but 
the more you hold on to and latch on to the truth, universal principles, more will be given to you and more will be shown to you the more open you become. And if you stay blocked to, well, oh, that can't possibly be or that can't be the truth, then it won't be the truth for you because you will have blocked yourself from receiving what's already here for you to receive. And if you have a prayer, for example, you've been um, asking for something to be open for you, whatever it is, maybe a new job, a new relationship. Well, if you if you have that prayer and you close it off by saying, this can't possibly happen or I wish it would or I wish it could, you block the energy of your prayer from being realized, from being answered in that way. Mm-hmm. So there are... You know, once you get beyond a certain awareness and consciousness, then you are in another dimension. You could be in the fourth or fifth dimension or whatever. But um, it's your awareness that's been open and increased and expanded to more and more of your perfection so that you see that you can do anything and be anywhere and achieve whatever it is you desire to achieve on of this physical realm here. Well, that's uh, that's pretty deep because I'll tell you, when I started making myself a little more open and receptive, you know, you make this prayer, God, I want to be open and receptive to everything you have. And I started feeling things and seeing things that weren't really there. <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 can you slow that down a bit? <laughs> like, okay, I was only kidding. Or, you know, we don't because we're so not used to it, and now I'm very used to having an extra presence around me or feeling things or seeing things or those audible yes, things okay. that you hear. That's the best way I could put it. But, you know, here's living proof for those of you who may not really be believing what we're saying right now because there are always those who are taught to question, and for whatever reason, I believe you should. My grandmother mm-hmm. is 92 years old right now um, as of this recording, and uh-huh. she fell last week, and she is not well at all. And so Sunday, my husband and I went and we sat with her, and she said to me, when's the last time you talked to your mother? And I'm saying, Mama, okay. my mother, my mother or his mother. She said to me in the most, not indignant in, in the bag, but firm, she said, your mother, as if to say, damn, Saida, <laughs> you know. And I said, Grandma, and then I changed the subject. And so, you know, oh. later on in the afternoon, she mentioned in a very non my grandfather. And I said to my husband, we got a problem. <laughs> I said, uh, we, 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 we really need to look at some things right now because in one afternoon, she's, my mother's been gone since, two, you know, nine, ten, eleven, for four years, and my grandfather's been gone for 12. Mm-hmm. And I said, somebody's needing her somewhere. And so I'm kind of at peace where things are probably going to go in a very short period of time. But mm-hmm. people, you all need to understand this is real. This is not some hooky-pooky stuff that gets cooked up. Would you agree with that, Dr. Dyer? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Um, my mother, she always, when I would speak about truth and principles and how to be well, how to get well for her because she was sick and then well and then sick and well and sick and well, well, I would try to tell her things that I'd been learning and, and knowing about as the truth. And so she would just discard it. And then one day, 
on television, she heard about Reiki healing. And she goes, mm-hmm. oh, my daughter is a Reiki practitioner. Oh, oh, maybe what she's saying is uh, has some truth to it. And so <laughs> I went through life pretty much after the, the Dual Healing Sanctuary got formed in 1992. I went through life with her um, discounting and disbelief about what I was doing and what the purpose was and everything because I had mm-hmm. quit teaching to do what I was doing. Well, she passed away in uh, 2001, and when she passed away, on our way from the funeral services up in Philadelphia, back driving back down towards Florida, her presence comes to me, and it still does. Mm-hmm. Her presence uh, came, and she said, um, I can't talk to your brother and sister, basically. But uh, I knew I could reach you and explain some things to you. And one of the things she wow. explained was, yeah, she said, uh, she, she asked me for forgiveness for not understanding that a child could be more aware than a parent. A child could be more in touch and know more than a parent can know. And I, she really, and I just, I wrote everything down because it was so strong coming. My husband was driving and I was writing and crying, writing and crying. And she said, um, she asked me for my forgiveness. Wow. After, yes, after discounting. So she's been with me off and on. Uh, my dad has been with me off and on. He comes to my front yard as a butterfly, a, a black butterfly that has yellow stripes. And when he comes, I know it's his presence because he told me that that's how I'll be revealing myself to you. And so then I know that whatever it is I'm thinking is in is in conjunction or alignment with God's thoughts for me, God's will for me. So yes, indeed, and there are many, many, many instances. Um, and my my husband Chris could tell you uh, about different instance, instances that occurred where um, the presence of ascended masters is so strong and great that. Um, when they want to speak, they speak through my vocal cords, and they ask permission. And the love that is presented to me is just is just incredible. So I, I get myself together and give them permission to speak, and then I write down, or he writes down, what the message is for me, or for us, or for the world. That's so, really, I think, the big takeaway is that it's this overwhelming feeling of love. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's yes. just overtakes you and then it's just it's it's just love we're down to last uh minute of the show i can't believe it went so quickly um (laughs) that was super fast right how can my listeners get in touch with you i'm going to put it in the chat room right now okay uh paderan p-a-d-a-r-a-n at paderan.com that's my email okay Mm mm-hmm did we get that, everybody? Pateran, P-A-D-A-R-A-N, at Pateran, what, what was the second word? Dot com. Okay, perfect. Everybody get, there. get in touch with Dr. Dye. She's awesome. She's also on Facebook, right? So I yes. just put on blast that you're on Facebook because we're friends on Facebook. And I just want to uh-huh. thank you for um, sharing your wisdom with my listeners today. It means so much to me. I know we played tag team for a while, but I'm glad that we were able to make this happen. Thank you so much for joining Uh me today. 
Okay, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, and I uh, look forward oh, no to talking. Okay. Behind the scenes, right? Everybody, thank yes, you uh, for listening. Always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.